and welcome to The Porch with Alicia Barlow. Hi, I'm Alicia Barlow, author of The Porch, a place for enjoyment, conversation with people, reflection, and encouragement. Hi, I'm here with Jane Beckendorf. Am I saying it correctly? <laughs> That's close, Alicia. It's Binkendorf. Bickendorf. Bickendorf. <laughs> I am here with Miss Jane Bickendorf. She is with BL Farms, okay, which is located in Enid. Right, just All east right. of Enid, yes. And we are going to talk about, she's got some things coming up um, on April 29th in regards to just healthy living and knowing what we're eating and the positive and negative intake of that our bodies are getting and receiving and how we can change that. But I kind of want to talk about your farm first, and then let's kind of dive into your um, presentation that you'll be doing um, in a couple of weeks. So at B&L Farms, what is it that you raise and what do you sell Okay, well, and let me just say that BF stands for Binkendorf Family Farms. Okay. Because it's been in our family now over 100 years. So that's that, to that's me, that's a, kind of exciting. That is. That's a long right. time. Right. And so what we do now, we raise 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef and lamb. Okay. Now, you said it's been in the family for well, over 100 years, but you're just now, well, not just now, but you're recently selling beef and lamb. What were you doing what was the farm for um, 100 years ago? 100 years ago, as I understand, it started out with a dairy. They, dairy farm. Yeah, they, had, they sold milk and had chickens and sold eggs and that kind of thing. And okay. just, you know, that, now that they were subsistent farmers. And yes, and then it went into farming uh, actually crops, like mainly wheat, because that's big wheat country around Enid. Okay. So it was mainly wheat. Um few other things, but primarily wheat. And that's what my husband and I did for a few years. We drove the tractors together and all of that. Okay. All right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then now you said that you raise and sell, you said um, grass fed and grass finished. Fin yes. What is the difference between grass fed and grass finished? What is that? You know, it's so interesting. In the grocery store, when we see the sign at the meat counter that says grass-fed, we assume that those animals, the cattle, have had only grass their whole lives. That is almost 100% not true. Okay. They've been, they are on the grass part of their lives, but then they've been finished. That means the last, usually few, probably three months, about three months, they're finished on corn, genetically modified corn. Hmm. So we do not do that. Ours are grass-fed and grass-finished. They never get corn oh. or any grain. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let me, let me just kind of say that again so that I can make sure I understand. They're fed grass for a particular time in their lives, but toward the end of their lives, they're finished with also grass. Yes, our animals are. Yes, animals they, are they never, they, they eat grass all the time, mm. all their lives. Okay. All right. Good deal. Good deal. And what, why did you all start do that? I mean, what is the significance of being grass fed versus, you know, um, having corn? And I know that there's some, you know, um, downfall to that, but you're the farmer and... <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, let me just tell you why we changed from farming. That means tilling the soil. Uh-huh. Okay, we were destroying the soil. Okay, and we said we're not. We're going to stop doing that. Okay, so we put it back where it's sustainable now. We do not plow and do all those t- types of things at all, because that you know putting the commercial fertilizers in and doing the the plowing of the ground it absolutely destroyed the soil. Okay, so we just said enough is enough. And we're going to raise animals like they were raised, should be raised, without corn. Because cattle and sheep and other animals, there are some other animals, are called ruminant. That that means they have four stomachs. And they should never, ever have grain, only the grasses. Mm -hmm. So that's what we decided to do. And that we started, we've been doing it now about 12 years. Okay. All right. Wow. Wonderful. So... You're kind of in a holistic um, component of of providing information and selling food uh, products um, to people. And so you have something that's going on April 29th that's not necessarily related to your farming, but it is related to making sure that people understand what they're eating and that they're eating nutritious um, foods. What is this? What's what's going on? Okay. This is this is information that I feel that everyone needs to know if they want to put good food in their body, food and drink. For example, uh, what we buy at the store, so much of it is processed. Mm-hmm. Processed meaning like in a box, in a can, in a bag, or whatever. It's processed. And that processing destroys nutrients. But not only that, it's like, for example, you know, the additives and preservatives, yes. In fact, what, 32 years ago, I wrote the book called The Food Bible, where I talk about additives and preservatives and what they can do to the body. What, you know, different different preservatives do different things, but they're all toxic. But anyway, just take flour, for example, wheat flour. Mm-hmm. Now wheat, the wheat crop before, not only wheat, but wheat, barley, rye, and um, rice are sprayed with Roundup before it's harvested. Roundup contains this very toxic chemical called glyphosate. I think most most people know about glyphosate. Mm -hmm. And it's sprayed on the crop right before harvest. That's to dry the crop. Now, Roundup, if I'm not mistaken, I know it's used as a weed killer. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's been a lot of litigations going on in regards to Roundup. So people are still using Roundup, even with all that's going on? Oh, my goodness. It is. <laughs> yes, definitely. It, yes, it is an herbicide. Okay. And it was it was invented, so to speak to use with GMO crops, genetically modified crops like soybeans and corn. So whenever you spray a field with the Roundup, it kills the weeds, but not the corn or the soybeans or whatever crop it is. That's why it was created, simply so the farmer wouldn't have to work the field. It It would kill the weeds. Okay. Okay. But... Now then, it's being sprayed right before harvest, like I said, on, on uh, wheat, uh, barley, oats, 
And there's another one, rice. Right before harvest, it's to dry it. The purpose is to dry the crop. Because as back when we were wheat farmers, we would take the wheat to the elevator and there'd be a big probe that would go down into the wheat and test the moisture. If there's moisture in that kernel, in those kernels, then you're docked. In other words, you do not get as much money for your crop mm. because it contains moisture. So the farmer says, okay, I will spray my fields with this glyphosate or Roundup, and so all of my kernels will be dry. That way I'll get more money when I go to the elevator. Mm. Okay. And glyphosate is extremely toxic to okay. the body. Okay. And just think. Flour, wheat flour, what do we eat that's made with wheat flour? Just a think lot. of the products. Okay. Just think what we're putting into our bodies. Hmm. So so you'll be talking about that component and, and, what, and what else? I mean, there's just, just different things. That... Oh, absolutely. That, that's just, that, that's one of the things that people are not aware of. So mm -hmm. I definitely want to bring that out. But also... Just think of all of the chemicals that are in the processed foods, mm -hmm. like sulfites and nitrites. And what foods are they in? But not only these are bad for us, what are some good choices? So I'm okay. absolutely going to have examples of good choices there. And so what are some of the good choices that you will be talking about? Like bread, for example. Okay, so bread is mm -hmm. going to contain glyphosate mm -hmm. because it's flour. Yes. Okay, so... I will have a loaf of bread there that's showing this does not have glyphosate. And there will be, it'll have the brand name. It will be, you know, I'll have it there. Uh, there will be other products just the same okay. that I can show that, okay, this does not contain like nitrites, for example. Okay. Okay. And that is definitely cancer causing. Nitrites are. So the information that you'll provide will show, we'll talk about the negative things that are in some of the foods, but you'll also give a list of yeah. Uh, foods or, or brands that people can look at and go look for themselves that do not have those particular um, carcinogens or yeah. um, negative products in, in the yes, food. Yes, absolutely. That's the yes. idea, to educate people with, okay, what is the negative, but then what are the positive well, that I can choose? Well, that's good because you hear so much about the negative, the negative, the negative, and right. now people are like, well, gosh, it's, it's in everything. What can I eat? Exactly. And so you're going to say, these are some things that you can eat. These are some things that you can go get. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Good. And that's that's the reason I wrote the Food Bible 30-some years ago. It does list products that are free of specific harmful additives and preservatives mm -hmm. and tell people go to the grocery store and just buy the products that are there. So that was the purpose of that. And, of course, 32, <laughs> what was on the shelf 32 years ago is certainly not there now. Yes. But what I feel like what I'm going to do now, though, is educate people so they can know what to look for when they go to the grocery store. Okay, yeah. good deal, good deal. So where is this being held? It's at the North. It's the Northwest Library at a hundred on 122nd Street, just east of MacArthur. Okay, it's called the Patience Ladding Library. Okay, but it's a hundred on 126. There's a Sprouts grocery store yes. right on the corner. Okay, it's just there's some type of big statue of some sort in front of that library. Yes. Yes, there I, is. I can't think of what it is. Me but either. The, but there's something. <laughs> yes, something yes. there. So it's a very yes. it's, a, it's a nice size library. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, it's a big okay. library just okay. east of Sprouts on 122nd. Okay. Yeah. And what time? Oh, it's Saturday the 29th at 11 o'clock. So okay. it's, and we picked the date, or I picked the date, because I think Saturday is normally good. It depends on if people have kids playing ball games. That's yeah. amazing. But um, at 11 o'clock, you know, and it'll probably last, I would say, about 40 minutes, something okay. like that. And people have a chance to then maybe go have lunch, whatever. Um, but I want to say something. It is not a lecture. I am not going to lecture. It's going to be a discussion. Mm-hmm. I want questions, comments, whatever from the from the participants, from the audience. I okay. want people to participate. Okay. So, yes. what type of questions are you wanting people to come up with? I mean, what what kind of questions do you anticipate maybe getting from from people? Because some people may come here and they just don't they don't even know what to expect. They know that you're going to talk about um, foods and products that are good, and maybe things that they should be aware of. And things that are good, but how how would they know what to really, um, you know, how, I how would to communicate think their that, their um, thoughts. I would think that some people might have some product that they really really like, and they're going to ask me, "Is this okay?" Mm-hmm. I mean, I could imagine that happening. Okay, and if they have it with them, I can look at the ingredients and tell them. Okay, that's another thing. Yeah. When we look at a product on the shelf, it's going to it, it headline, you know, on the front of the box or the whatever, it may say natural. It may say um, no GMOs, all of these different things that are so attractive that we think are healthy. Are they not? Maybe not. We, hmm. need, we need to know the ingredients. That is so critical. And even sometimes the ingredients, it can say natural, and that natural could might have MSG in it or something else that is not good for us, mm-hmm. that is toxic. So we can't always know by looking at the ingredients because it's not everything is in there. Okay. It's hidden under the title. natural or whatever. So yes. the title would be natural, but mm-hmm. we need to look beyond the title exactly. or beyond the subtitles and see what it was actually in there. Exactly. Mm. So people are going to start really carrying a list <laughs> yeah. with them is yeah. that i mean is that something that you would propose people to start doing just just kind of carrying um a list of of things that they should not eat um, um ingredients to be aware of or yes how, that how, would be how, good how, how would a person really start training themselves to know what to look for uh, what's good for them what's not good for them that would be a really good thing, at least some of the major ones. Okay. Yes, yes. In fact, I encourage people when they come Saturday to be prepared to take notes. Okay. So whatever that is, if it's an iPad or if it's a paper and pencil, whatever, be prepared to take notes. Okay. All right. And how you said you wrote this book 30 years ago. So have you been, I guess, th- at least 30 years that you've been really looking at um, the natural intake of foods and positive and negative intake of foods? I mean, what's, what Long got time. you on this journey? My goodness, Alicia, it was long time ago whenever well, I used to be quite a bit overweight and I went on all kinds of diets. You name it, I did it. 
And I got really, really sick on one of them. And I said, I'm never going to diet ever again. But I had to learn how to eat because I didn't know. Okay. So uh, that was my journey. That was a long time ago. And as I learned the types of foods to eat for health, Mm -hmm. I also learned then about the chemicals that were in foods. So I wanted to avoid those. So it's, it's been a journey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Uh, that's, that's why I ask. So sometimes there, there's, there's a journey, there's something that catapults a person to do yeah. the things that they do. And you seem to be really into this. Uh, um, you know, you've written a book about it. You're, we go to a, a business group together sometimes, and you kind of talk about things during that business meeting, um, which is on Thursday mornings. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> really enjoy that. And so, you know, I've, and I've, and I've met you before. We've known yes. each other in other settings. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, we have. We've known each other a while. Yes. So let me ask you this. Um, now, I myself for like vegetables, I try to buy things that are frozen. Frozen okay. vegetables or fresh ve- vegetables. Uh-huh. Um, any concerns in, in that aspect? Because Check your ingredient label. Even for ve- even for frozen or, or, or fresh vegetables? No, well, not the fresh. The fresh organic is always the best. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but frozen, like check check your package because a lot of times sugar will be added. Okay. Now that's another thing about sugar. You know, sugar. If if an ingredient on a package says sugar, it's from the sugar beet. Mm-hmm. Sugar beets are genetically modified. Mm. Sugar cane is not. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, and it'll say that, sugar beet or sugar cane. It will not say beet, sugar beet. But if it just says sugar, it is from sugar beets. Okay. Otherwise, it will say sugar cane. Okay. And that's from cane. Okay. And it's not genetically modified. Hmm. Okay. Which is GMO. A lot of people may not know genetically modified, but that's what GMO is, genetically modified organisms. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up. So I am excited about this. I, I hope that people take heed to what you're talking about and, and meet you there on Saturday, April 29th at 11 o'clock at the library on 122nd. That's going to be east of MacArthur. Just just barely just, east. Okay. Yep. At 11 o'clock. Oh, is there a cost for it? No. No. So this is free. Free information. That's right. Free information. Okay. All right. Well, I uh, thank you for joining me on the porch and telling me about this and sharing the information. And I hope that others heed to the information as well. I hope people come and, and learn, you right. know, and just make one change at a time. Thank you for listening and joining me on the porch. Remember to take time to reflect, share memories, and engage with others on your porch and I'll meet you here next time on The Porch your podcast for community conversations brought to you by the Possibilities Podcast Platform